Legion, Legion just got outed, but please, let's keep Maestro on the DL. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Unrenowned, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chris. And wow, that was a great reveal, wasn't it? That was so awesome, seeing uh, the new operators and how they work and everything you can do with them. And (laughs) I can't wait to play Kaikade. Or Kaid, I can't remember how they said it. So Kaid is technically the correct pronunciation of his name. And also uh, Nomad. They look so awesome in all the video evidence that they showed us. Okay. This is false. We haven't seen it. Okay, here's the thing, guys. We normally record these on Fridays. And as you know, the uh, reveal happens on Sunday. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and record uh, the majority of the podcast tonight, get through our Reddit posts and our listener questions, and then we'll come back and record what's going to end up being the first half of the podcast about the operator reveals on Sunday. So it's going to be edited a little out of order. We just wanted to give you guys the heads up. Can I make one speculation before it goes into... So there's been talk about how to pronounce Kaid, 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 his name uh-huh. right uh-huh. so a lot of people have been saying Cade, and then some yeah. people say like kaid technically the pronunciation is kaid which is okay. very weird but that's correct pronunciation and so i'm just very curious to see how they pronounce it because i feel like how they say it is usually how it ends up being said by everybody else when they announce it yeah i would assume so so i'm just excited to see what's, how they what's pronounce the last it. person we had that was hard to pronounce dokubi maybe yeah probably dokubi um, people talking about Montaigne though, like people say they get frustrated when people say Montaigne uh-huh. and not Montagna. Right. Which the problem with that one is they never said his name like really before. Well, I mean, the game like just kind of came out like, cause like with new operators, they show them off and then talk about them and stuff. Whereas right. like he was a base game operator. So it wasn't like a. Right. Well, also like according to my Russian speaking friend, Capkin is pronounced Katakan. Yeah. So it's like, True. I mean, whatever. Like, that's fine. Anyway, I'm just excited One to see that. One more thing before we cut off here. Um, if you haven't joined the Discord channel yet, do that. It's in the show notes. It's on our Twitter account. Get in the Discord. It's super fun. We've been playing games with people from there. We discuss Siege at a much greater level than you'll find on most places on the internet where all they do is whine about communism. So, <laughs> um, so we'll go ahead and cut off here. We'll be coming back in with our impressions from the thing, and then we'll hop back in for Reddit stuff and those are questions. LMG mounted and loaded. Okay, we have now actually seen the reveal. No, we haven't. We have at this time. We have. <laughs> okay, yeah, we have. Operation Wind Bastion is in the open uh what do you think just in general i think it's pretty cool i think the i think the girl is great yeah <laughs> nomad's freaking funny yeah nomad looks amazing it's gonna be <laughs> so much fun oh my gosh i like i'm already thinking about all the spots so okay let's just break this down because some of you people might not have seen it um 
if you haven't already seen, Nomad is the attacker. She's a three speed. Is that right? No, two she's speed. two speed. Two speed. Um, she has what they're calling an air jab Correct. device. So she, it's like an under under barrel launcher. She shoots this little thing. It sticks in the wall. It's a pretty hard to see little device. Or on the floor. Uh, yeah, she can shoot it wherever it's like you a, want. It's and like then, a mine. Right. And then uh, when somebody gets close enough to it, it sort of blows up concussive type of thing and just like blows, like literally picks them up off their feet and blows them off. Uh, it looks like it's it's like got a range of like 10 to 15 feet of like how far the person go. Like, I don't know. Like it looks yeah, like it depends on their... Far. I think it depends on a lot of things. Um, it depends on momentum, it seems like, of the person. Yeah, it could be. Just it based on that castle Just clip? from what they showed us, like, it was kind of hard to tell exactly what affected it. Right. And like some of the angles look like they flew further. Or like there's one, if you if you haven't seen the video, we'll leave the link in the description. You at least have to go to 15 minutes, 13 seconds. <laughs> because you see a castle running on the roof and he gets hit by it and just flies off the roof. And it's the funniest thing. Yeah. It's really funny. That one, he goes pretty far. Yeah, he goes real far. Um, So it's the same as the... I think they're called the primes from outbreak uh, or alphas or something. Smashers. Smashers. I don't know. I didn't play outbreak and I feel really bad about it, but uh, the ones who can like knock you off your feet and blow you up. It's that same effect. Yeah. Same exact. It doesn't do any damage, but it can knock you through walls. Um, You get knocked down. You have to sort of get up. It's pretty quick to get up. It seems like, and like you kind of have your gun up before your operators fully stood up. Um, but no damage. It's just like a stun type of thing. Yeah. And there's also like, so it's proximity. And then also if you just shoot it and there's someone already there, it will just automatically blow them off their feet. So if there's a defender in a corner, you can just shoot it right at them and it will shoot them. Yep. So you can use it sort of active or it's like a passive trap. Right. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Kaid, which turns out his name is pronounced Kaid or Kayed, depending on which Ubi employee you listen to. Yep. <laughs> but, but I'm going with Kaid. I think Kaid is going to be the most popular pronunciation. Yeah. So he has these little spider mines that he throws and they stick to surfaces and uh, they electrify um, metal surfaces the same as bandits. So they can electrify barbed wire, reinforcements, shields. Is that it? Is that everything? I think that's everything. Um What's unique about him is that it doesn't have to be touching the surface it electrifies. It has like a, a little area of effect that everything within its reach uh, will be electrified. So when you throw it, and this is the same actually with um, Nomad on her device. When you throw it, it has like a little white circle that appears to show you what the area of effect is going to be. And then it takes, what, like five seconds for it to turn on? Uh, his is like four and a half. I'm sorry. His is like four and a half seconds to turn on. Okay, so yeah, you'll see a little white ring for four and a half seconds, and then it will activate and electrify whatever is with whatever object it is touching within that area of effect. So he can electrify multiple things with one device. Yeah, so he can get like a deployable shield, and then on the other side of that's a barbed wire and a reinforced wall, all with one device. Right. So that's really going to affect the way people place their gadgets and stuff. I think. Yeah. Or secondary gadgets. I think it really will. It's going to be huge he also so they haven't said specifically yet but it looks like they've changed completely the effect of what electricity looks like on walls and on stuff yep so it's very noticeable now yeah it was very noticeable before now even more so um and we're not sure yet if that's going to have an effect on banda as well but we're thinking probably just all electricity is going to look very bright and blue 
and exciting. Yeah, it's it's cool. So just just the two of these guys, which one are you more excited for off the bat? Nomad. For Nomad. Sure. Definitely Nomad. I, I think so too, just because her ability looks really fun. Although I, there's this little uh drawing on Reddit. Have you seen that? Where oh it's great. So it has like there's four pictures, a little comic, and it's drawn by like someone that doesn't draw, obviously. Um, not in offense, but anyway, it makes it better. This, uh, there's a claymore. Okay. So there's a door and there's a claymore by the door. And then there's a nomad, like on the other side of the door mm-hmm. that she had shot at it. And then it shows like the attacker running out and the nomad blows up and it shoots the attacker. And the next screen is like the attacker getting blown up by the claymore that he got shot into Def- defender. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Defender. That's yeah, awesome. It was like, and it, the title was like pro strats with nomad or something. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, but I see stuff like that happening, like stuff where it's like, it's going to throw them off the roof or something mm-hmm. like really good strategies with nomad. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. I've been thinking of places I'd put it already. Like, I mean, it seems like on windows would be pretty cool when they try to repel in. I don't know what it would do, but it seems like it could possibly. Well, she's an attacker. Like... Oh yeah. 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 Or um, like opposite. They try to jump out a window to like flank and it just, what would it do? Just shoot them straight down. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they try um, to jump out and they just, yeah, like particularly, so they they did show like you mentioned the castle on the, on the new map because the new map has that big rooftop that seems like it's more of a playable area even than we thought. Like, because we we were saying like, oh yeah, defenders could get up on the roof now because there's so many exterior staircases, but this actually has like doors going out onto the roof, kind of like favela. You know what that tells us? That's really sad. Tells us that castle has not yet been made an attacker. Yeah, <laughs> still a defender, <laughs> unfortunately. But this might be could potentially be a little foreshadowing to a buff to castle because they were playing him you never know i, I would doubt it but yeah probably not <laughs> maybe um but yeah just like and i'm trying to think of like all the cool places that you could do this stuff with like on uh like a spiral staircase type of thing where you could like put it at the top of the staircase and blow them off of it or something like that'd be cool yeah it just seems like it seems like there's so many cool ways you could use this thing yeah, and just the fact that it can blow somebody through a soft wall is so awesome. Uh-huh. Like, that's going to be so cool. Yeah, I, like, for, I keep thinking of her as a defender, I think just because it's the really is the first attacker to have true, like, trap gadgets. And so, like, I keep thinking, like, oh, this would be a great spot for her. And I'm like, oh, wait, she's an attacker. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, like, uh, like, the balconies on border where people like to run out, you know, like... Oh my gosh. Like you could really wreck people blowing them off the balcony. On if it, I don't know if it will blow them off though. It might just make them hit the wall. And yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends how high it launches them. Yeah. Where they are. It'll but, I mean, there's, there's certain runouts where it's like either it would blow them back into the building and give you a warning that they were trying to run out or yeah. it blows them way out, like way farther than they wanted to be. Like, I think you could really mess people up with that. Yeah. It's going to be so great. She has an AK 74. As one hey. assault rifle, and then she also has a uh, ARX two hundred. Okay, so they both look like they're good assault rifles from what we can see. Um, but then both she and Kaid have a pistol oh. that has a scope on it. That's they said the equivalent of an ACOG. It's really and great. it looks like it's like a beast. Like it's a forty four. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like it looks like it does a ton of damage. <laughs> like the, yeah, it does seventy four awesome. damage. I think with each shot, so it will down everybody with two hits, with the exception of three armor players with Rook's armor on. Yikes! You don't want to be on the receiving end of that thing. So that looks like a lot of fun. Um, I didn't see what her other. She has a flashbangs and breach charges. Is that right? 
I don't know. It's not listed. I think I'm actually pretty sure it's Flashbang. Mega Thread. Um, I didn't see in game. Yeah. Eh, gosh, I'm like I'm thinking about all the cool things you could do with her, and like, man, she's gonna be freaking amazing. But like, it's one of those things where it's like you have to really get it into your hands before you can make any calls on it. But like, I think she's gonna be so good. Like, I'm thinking about like defending a plant with her. You put her little gadget on it, and then you don't even have to like keep eyes on it. You just wait till you hear it go off, and you and like the person's flung away, and then you get into position to mm-hmm. to shoot them. You know, like so cool. Or just put it on a, like if you're trying to watch a plant from outside, you put it on like the one window that you're worried about behind you or something. I'm just I'm just excited. It's gonna be so fun. Just, yeah, she'll be she, like <sighs> she's just so unique compared to what everybody else has been. Like at least in a long time, we haven't had somebody who's like shaken up the basics of the game in so long. Yeah, I mean, Clash kind of did. Like she, a did shield she did. She did. Yeah, defense, yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, this just like. This a is a concept whole new, like this just yeah, hasn't ever existed. Like operators have never moved this way. Like, like this is like yeah. a whole new thing. Yeah, it's true. It's going to be just so exciting just to be able to play them. And they come out well for a technical test server on Tuesday, the 20th. Yeah. So they're, they'll Which be playable patch soon. notes are probably tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Kaid. So he has a. Age 3 SMG. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, it's an AUG modified for for nine mil. Is that right? Something like remember. that. Um, for some SMG round. Uh, so I, that looked like it was pretty good, just based on what we saw. And then he has this shotgun that shoots slugs that look deadly. Like, and they they obviously yeah. showed us like some of the best clips of it, of, like getting like a long distance headshot. But this this thing has an ACOG. The yeah. shotgun has an ACOG with yeah, slugs. It does. Oh, it's gonna be so cool. I don't think it'll nuts. be that effective, but it'll be so no, fun. But I, it's going to be nuts. Just the crazy, like, uh, what are those called? Like, meme kills you can get with it? Yeah. It's going to be funny. Yeah. Uh, did you see what secondary gadgets he had? He has um, the barbed wire and impact grenade. Hmm, interesting. I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, barbed wire and a deployable shield or something. Like, so we'd have options with the metal. Yeah. But- At least the barbed wire is one... It's going to be crazy, too, because the barbed wire now, like, at the time being, I feel like barbed wire is helpful, right? But it's not, like, it's oh, not going to stop them or anything. Right. Like, electrifying barbed wire is useless. Yeah. But at this point now that he can put it, the gadget in a spot where you can't, like, see it, like, they have to touch the barbed wire to hit it. They're going to have to get right. hurt. Right. Unless they have a Thatcher or, or yeah. get a Twitch drone in there or something. But, like, I mean, I'm thinking about it on, like, the chalet garage where you've got that garage that you want to electrify and then you put a barbed wire down on the drone hole and you just electrify both and Twitch yeah. can't get in. There you go. And they're, like, that's amazing. There you go. And, like, a, like one of the things I actually really love about Kaid is that Thatcher is basically getting a buff, right? Yeah. Thatcher is becoming much more of a critical um, operator need- to have. Right. Another cool thing about Kaid is apparently he was created from fans that put him together. So they... Yeah, well, uh, pro leaguers. Yeah. So they took their star players at E3, people that were Rainbow Six Siege and other games, and took them all together and said, we want like this. Oh, like, so let's it's not create pro league necessarily, but like Ubisoft... No, uh... star players. So I was technically a star player. I didn't go. Right. Stupid. Okay, yeah. But basically people that love the game 
Love Siege played it for a while at Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And they took them together and they talked and brainstormed together and they came up with basically what is Kaid. Um, which is cool that we have literally an operator that came from fans of the game. Yeah. And we have no idea how many other of these operators have been inspired based off of Reddit posts or something someone got tweeted. tweeted. Um, but this one we know for sure because they, they said it. Yeah, so that's super cool. Um, they showed like in one of the rooms on the new map, which by the way is called Fortress, and we didn't know that on our last episode. Yeah, it was right <laughs> like, there. Yeah, it was it was there, and we like we're like, oh, what's this map named? Um, but they showed like he had electrified, uh, basically three separate walls with two reinforcements each. All of those electrified just with his three spider things. And I think he also like hit some barbed wire or something too. Like it's insane just because this thing stretches and it has like a, just an area of effect instead of like it, it attaches to a single thing. Right. Um, yeah. Like he can cover a lot. And then also he can respond, like he can get the hatches, which we've already said, which is great. He can respond to a Hibana breaching um, before it finishes. Mm-hmm. If he's quick enough. Thermite is too fast. In a way. Yes. So I did some testing um so the bandit trick it used to be before mirror it used to be listening for thermite putting it down now that you can see it it's gotten significantly easier right to be able to see him so bandit takes like two and a half seconds to put down his battery if he has it already out like ready to go down takes two and a half seconds takes kaid four and a half seconds for his things that's two seconds longer it takes thermite seven seconds to put down his charge and blow it Okay. So if he catches him while he's putting it down, he can still catch which, it. Which before is the it goes same off. as Bandit. Right. Right. So like you can't once thermite's detonating, it's too late. Is yeah, right? almost. You can get it like if you're like at the same time, you can stop it. But if it's gone first, like it's it is too late. Yeah. Most of the time, if it's going off, you're gonna die as Bandit trying to put down a battery. Right. So with Kaid though, you can. They say that you the Bandit trick doesn't work. That's why you need Bandit. But it does work. Like if you catch him while he's putting it on with a mirror window, which you'd probably have, you can stop him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that they were underselling how much Kaid is going to replace Bandit. Yeah. Um, like in the interview, it'll be Justin was asking about this and the designer guy was like, oh, well, yeah, Bandit's still good. Like we've even seen some teams running both Bandit and Kaid, which like I can see, but Bandit's pretty much been supplanted. I, and I can also see those teams having done that to be like, well, what else? What can we do with Bandit that we can't do with Kaid? Just trying to like play around and figure sure, it out. Sure. Um, we don't. That may I not mean, be I, the case. I could see taking and, both just because you want more electricity. Right. And also, Bandit is a three speed. Sure. Yeah. That's a big ben, thing. Bandit's a fragger. But I don't see you taking as far as utility goes. Right. If you're just Kaid's looking for electricity, is significantly better. Yeah. Every time. So I don't know, like. There, there could be changes coming to Bandit with the new patch. We mm-hmm. don't know yet. And if there was, I, I'm i not sure what those changes would be, but, I mean, they'd have to do something with Bandit. Yeah, it has I, some I, sort of, like, extra edge. I I would guess that we see a big drop in Bandit pick pick rate on yeah. the next season. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've talked about this before. His batteries are borderline useless apart from the Bandit trick. Right. And if the bandit trick, like if you can cover now two reinforcements with one device and you can put it out of reach of a Thatcher EMP or even a Twitch drone, you know, like then why would you ever pick bandit? Yeah. 
unless you need Kai to do the hatches and Bandit to do something else, right? Like yeah, that, that or makes unless sense. You, unless your Bandit player is your Fragger, sure. Because he does but, get killed. Like then, why wouldn't you be picking Jaeger? You know. Yeah. Like I, I feel like the only reason people pick Bandit over Jaeger is because of the electricity. But I like we'll see. We'll see. I th- I think Bandit's pick rate is going to come way down. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see next designer notes where we see that pick rate be different and just kind of see where they're going from there. But yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the patch notes, really. Yeah. Um, so they shared the one of the map or the uh, game designers that Ubi was interviewing shared something interesting um, regarding Nomad's design. So we just want to play that clip for you guys. Now, just going back a little bit, you mentioned that this was, she was designed back in November 2017. Yeah. So she's been worked on for a year. Yes, that's right. It's something we don't talk about a lot. Um, we have a term that we lovingly call uh, the fridge, where we kind of put operators that aren't quite ready, that aren't fitting with what we're trying to do uh, into the fridge. Um, and then we continue to develop other prototypes. Maybe they go in there or we come up with new ideas. But sometimes uh, it works out out we bring them back and resurrect them and work on them further and nomads the result of one of those yeah that's such a cool thing because i, I don't think the community really knows how much time and effort some of these operators it can take, take a while yeah so nomad came out of the fridge yes she did and with that rises the question okay so they have a fridge of all these operators right that are in the fridge so one was lion ever in the fridge two who decided to take Lion out of the fridge? And three, why didn't they put him back in the freezer? <laughs> that guy should have been in the freezer, not the fridge. And he should have never come out. Put him on deep freeze. They'd have to thaw him, and then by the time he's thawed, they'd realize it's not a good idea to put him back in the freezer. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about how he went through a full pregnancy, and now we realize he could have just been a frozen embryo and never would have come out, but we missed that opportunity. But they had the fridge, so that's... That's actually pretty interesting that they have like... Yeah, I wonder who else is in the fridge right now. <laughs> Who's, Who's cooking in, the in there? Some of our operator ideas, probably. The way that they phrased it before of like, oh, it takes about nine months to make an operator, it kind of made you think like, oh, so they kind of have like three operators are working on at any given time. Yeah. But this makes me think like, no, actually, well, I mean three, because there's going to be six because there's two released each season. Correct. But this kind of makes you think like, no, we probably got like 12 we're working on. Yeah, there and could like be a bunch sitting in the fridge. Yeah, whoever's finished at the right time or whatever. And the other ones are just like half-finished pieces of code in the fridge. Yeah, whoever works. Um, yeah, so she was a year ago. They were thinking about it. just wasn't really the right idea. didn't really work, which I'm glad that they realize sometimes, not with Lion, but sometimes they realize like, oh, this isn't going to work. Put it back in the fridge and we'll deal with it later. Yeah. And then they figured it out. So as long as we're on the subject of Lion, let's look at what they said about him. Lion is an operator that we faced a unique problem with. We know that he is overpowered. And to date, the dev team is ready to act on it. Starting next season, we will put Lion in a competitive quarantine, which means that the players will not be able to pick Lion in our esports programs. And we do have a next step. Yeah. 
there is a possible fix in the works and we will have a pro workshop soon to test out his rework. Until Lion is in a good place, he will remain in the competitive quarantine. And note that this is an exceptional measure and that the dev team is ready to do what it takes to keep our competitive scene as healthy as possible. Lion, apparently Ubisoft, or thinks that he's broken enough to take him out of Pro League, or at least that the pro players are saying that and they're listening to that feedback. Mm -hmm. And then that they have a fix in the works, which they've sort of said before in that AMA. Right, they said they have some ideas and just are testing them out. Right, but it sounds like they think they're on the right path. Yeah, they got something going. So that's where they are on Lion. He's out of Pro League. Yep, so he's still completely playable for the game, just Pro League can't pick him anymore, which means they're going to be banning someone else. Which is which good, because he was banned every time. Every single match, Lion was banned, pretty much. Yeah, so... I mean, now the actual ban phase will be more useful rather yeah. than just you have to ban Lion. Okay, so let's get into the new map, which is Fortress. It looks really good. It does look really cool. I'm excited for it because they said this is like one. So obviously they're going to talk up their new stuff, but they said this is one of the best maps they've made mm -hmm. due to the fact that they've had four different um, pro sessions of pro players playing the map, telling them what they need to do, them changing it, pro players playing again, changing it again. So the map used to be three floors. It used to be a basement and two floors and bigger. And the pro players said it's too confusing. They took out the basement and made I it smaller. I think it was too big, more than confusing, wasn't it? Because um, they said they also simplified some rooms. They said it needed to be simpler. Yeah. Um, and so they did that. And they still said it's one of their largest maps, which is interesting to me because it doesn't look like... If they're just meaning like the whole map in general, yeah, like the outside and inside, then okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know what they're including, but like they did say at one point that he was saying like it's still one of our largest maps even after we've cut down some of the things like the basement and some of the rooms outside, which like the yeah. rooms outside, if you're including the exterior, that wouldn't affect how big the map is, right? right. So it almost makes you think he's talking specifically about the interior of the map being the biggest I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you have to play it to find out how big it really is. Sure. It and looks it like can, sometimes it can be bigger than it feels, and vice versa. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like Oregon, I don't think is that big, but it feels really big because it's sort of indirect. You have to sort of like run around yeah. a lot. That's true. Um, and just like, I mean, if rooms are bigger, if there's just not that many, if there's like a bunch of little rooms maps can seem a lot bigger and more confusing whereas there's like a lot of just big main rooms it doesn't seem that big yeah um yeah but i'm excited to be able to play this map and just see how it plays out just the stairways and everything so this is the first time they have stairways that access through if he said from the outside mm -hmm. from bottom to top mm -hmm. and so like we sort of misunderstood the roof before like I was thinking it was more like a sort of a Hereford base type of roof, old Hereford base type of roof where it was like just sort of an exterior feature, but it's actually more like favela where there's like actual doors that come out onto the roof and the roof is more of like a playable area of the map. Yes. Or like a canal or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, it sounds like there will be a lot of actual like gunfights happening out on that roof and yeah. flanks and stuff. Um, they also said something about the map, which is cool, that there's a lot of Easter eggs on the map. 
Yeah, yeah, actually we have a clip about that. Let's play that. Yeah. It's great that we're able to feature the story and narrative of our operator in a map for the first time. You walk around the fortress and you feel his presence. You see his portrait. You see his dagger is missing because he's actually carrying it on him. Um, and so that was just a great way of tying together these operators uh, to a specific location for the first time. Yeah, and plus there's a lot of Easter eggs in there as well. <laughs> yes, there is. Saw the Tachanka turret on the top. Yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot more. No spoilers, but you have to be pretty creative with your drone yeah. to find something. There is a really tricky one out there. There is. Yeah, cool. So he's pronounced Tachanka Tachanka. <laughs> did he say that? I didn't yeah. hear that. Tachanka. He did. Um, see, that's interesting, though. You have to be tricky with your drone, which means it's probably somewhere high, or I guess it could be low, going under something. Yeah. How long till you find that Easter egg? Oh, me? I don't think I'll find it. Someone <laughs> will find it, though, within probably like a week of the map releasing. You're like the king of drone spots. I am pretty good with the drone, but I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to play the map <laughs> instead of being on my drone looking for an Easter yeah, egg. The, all of those Easter eggs will be posted in a Reddit post in like the next day. Yep. But yeah, that sounds cool that, that they're sort of working in more community service kind of, uh, type of stuff, fan service stuff. Yeah, Easter eggs are the funnest. Are the, like, they're the greatest thing. I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to see if it's simple, if it's easy to learn. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. So TTS, uh, this stuff should be out on TTS in the next couple of days. Um, what about the actual release date? Have they given that yet? No, to be determined. No release date yet. So I did want to talk about Pro League real fast. Um, just like some quick things I wanted to mention. So first of all there's now new uniforms like headgear and outfit uniforms in the game that support pro league teams so if you really like g2 esports for example you can purchase the g2 esports gear and 30 percent of that revenue goes straight to g2 esports cool so you can really actually support the teams in a way of like you get something that's like shows other people use this is the team i like and it gives the team money um the prize pool for the R6 Invitational in February is now a million dollars. Nice. Which is quite a bit. Um, also, I thought this was interesting. So they mentioned multiple times that they had 10,000 people in that arena in Brazil watching the finals of Pro League. That's a good crowd. Yeah, for sure. So for all those people saying that Rainbow Six is going to die, it's nowhere close. <laughs> nowhere yeah, they're, close. They're doing all right. Um, another thing I wanted to mention. So G2 Esports won Pro League. Um they won the finals. They won both maps. And there were some really good, really good plays. Um, they were actually pretty fun to watch. I Pro League, like, I tried watching it a long time ago when it started. And it was hard to watch because the players were good. But they made a lot of mistakes still. Because I just feel like the game just hadn't been out that long. Where it was like, the players made a lot of mistakes. I were like, why did you do that? And then also the announcers were awful. Like yeah. they just did not know what they're they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to learn, and they they it didn't. It was not good. Yeah, they're trying to learn to how watch. to commentate a uh, game that's really quite different from any Most other games. Game. Yeah, game that they didn't really understand all that well. Now it's gotten like significantly better. Yeah, like the announcers are a lot better for the, like the most part. They know that there's like some things that they say, so I'm like, what? Like that doesn't really make sense. But like most of the time, they know what they're talking about, and they seem pretty well educated on the game. They make good like commentary on the game and the players don't are just they're so good they're so good yeah so i tried to watch them too and like 
I I just don't think I could ever get into it. It's just too hard to actually follow like at a meta level. And when I say meta, I mean like at a like macro, like what's going on with all 10 people that are on the map. Like it's just because like they're switching from first person to first person. And it's like, I'm, I need this from like one team's perspective or something, or I need like an overhead view or so like, I want to understand what's going on and not just watch basically highlight clips of people headshotting each other. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's just, it, once it gets down to like where it's like two on two or something and like it gets a lot smaller then it's a much easier to track what's happening. But when they're like unfolding their strategy, it's like you, like they're switching between people and they're trying to find the right guy to switch to. So they switch to like four different views to find the guy they're looking for or something. And it's like, this is like unfollowable. Like I don't like, and I yeah. understand this game. Like I know this game, but like, I, like I just, I can't get a sense of what's happening. Yeah, it is hard to follow when they keep switching, especially between teams where it like it says three v four and then it switches to the other team. Like, wait, what team is three v four? And you have to like look at the top to like figure out who just died or what team just died. Right. It is kind of hard. I mean, um, and, and and like there's games like Counter Strike which are pretty similar, but like in Counter Strike, there's only like you can't change the flow of the map, right? Whereas in Siege, it's like you're opening new holes and stuff, so like you just, you can't see from one perspective and anticipate what can happen around that person. Right. So like, it just makes it the map so much harder all the time. Right. The map's evolving. And so it's just harder to see. It, like, it, it's almost as if you're watching a football game, but you saw it in first person. It's like, okay, I see what the running back sees, but I have no idea what's happening on the field. You know, yeah. where's the ball? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It like, to me, it's just like, it's kind of fun to watch and they are really good, but I don't, like have the I'm not getting out of it what I want to right it is also hard to watch when you can always see like the outlines of the enemy because you just yeah. the whole time you're thinking like no why are you he's looking right there, like there's man. nobody yeah they're like he's right around the corner like be careful just they're shoot. like there's he's, nobody over there stop looking that on way it through that softball just shoot <laughs> <laughs> that exactly it's like it's hard because it's like you know that they can't see that but it's hard because it's like oh don't do that don't do that don't do that no no oh yeah yeah and the fans kind of like were they'd start getting really really loud when someone did have that or like their reticle was over something or someone they'd go like ah! yeah the, fans don't, the players away. don't really <laughs> notice because they have no idea what they're talking about right like, right there's 10 other screens they don't know what the announcer's looking at so it's like it's hard to for them to know what's going on but yeah anyway it's, it is hard to watch with like the outlines because it's like oh why did you do that and you realize like well he couldn't see that there was a guy there yeah no yeah so like i did keep, i caught a couple matches and like overall it like it's kind of fun to watch like there are really good players and like there's some cool stuff to see in there good strats and stuff um what's that guy's name again con kanta 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 something kanta karate i think they just call him can kanto kanto Arcadi. yeah he had some really kanto Arcadi had some really good plays in the last like final match yeah that dude doesn't miss he's good He's really good. He had a 4K on bank and it was like, it was amazing. It was one of those things where it was like, he got into the objective kind of like where they all were. And it's like where it's just kind of chaos. Like, oh, like they're in, like they're here. He's here. He's right here. And nobody can like understand like where he is because it's just so fast. Right. It's like one of the, you're like watching like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just watching it go down. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was a really good play by him. Um, there were some like plays like that that were like made it worth the watch, but it was a long, yeah. Like, I mean, those highlights and stuff were really cool, but like, I think right. like as an event altogether, I just, I don't think I could ever get into it. And like, 
it's so long. Yeah, it, it is, is long. so long. Like a single like set between two teams takes like three hours or longer. It's yeah. like this that is, one is like, like an hour and forty five minutes. It, the last one was pretty quick because because uh, G two was dominant. But I watched some that were more back and forth, and like I I like went to like get lunch or something like i went and, like ran errands and came back and it was like still the same match and i was like this is way too yeah. long like this is like a football game for like a single right. set like this goes all day long with games like that right it, yeah i don't know it's just too much for me it's interesting though it's a cool scene there's obviously lots of people that like to watch it so if somebody makes um good like highlight clips of pro league just somebody link me to that channel and that's that's what I would watch. I'm sure there's pro league highlights that you can just look up. No, I know, but I, just, I want the person who does like their whole channel is just like uh, a breakdown of the last pro league and the highlights from it. Yeah, in like ten minutes. Okay, uh, let's bring it back to questions and Reddit posts. Stay focused, lads. Okay, so wow, that reveal was awesome, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, we still haven't seen the reveal. We're going to go through some Reddit posts of the week. Actually, I think just one because it's a long one and it's really good. Yeah, so this is actually, Ryan just said this a second ago, one of the better Reddit posts we've seen posted on the subreddit in a really long time aside from all the ones that I post. Um, I didn't say that part. (laughs) So this Reddit post is titled, and we're not going to read this whole thing because it's very long. You're more than welcome to read it on your own. Yeah, you totally should. You should really go go to this post and read the whole thing and talk about it correct so this is posted by dark hell xlxrx and the title is state of the game basically and we'll we'll read some of the things in here but he just talks about the problems with the current game right now and these are like the seven main categories he has ranked in beta throwers and matches boosting chat bans hit regis use balancing and patching and the lack of communication from the developers and just so you know where he's coming from, he mentioned that he's a diamond and he has 1,500 hours in the game. So he's an experienced player. And I yep. think that skews his perception a little bit. And so there's a few points that I want to say, like, you know what? You're coming from, like, the 1% of Siege, you know? Right. So you have to remember that you are part of the 1% and they have to cater to the 99. Yeah. Like, for him, Blackbeard is extremely overpowered, whereas for right. gold players, he's still good, but he's not And anything less really than gold, good. he's not good at all. Yeah, he sucks. So let's start with ranked and beta, shall we? Yeah, so this actually is interesting, right? Yes. Ranked still says beta next to the name. Yes. Like, people were confused by that when the game launched, why ranked was still beta, because they thought that just meant, like, the game was in beta. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, we kind of became okay with it, because it was like, okay, that's fine. Like, they're trying to figure it out. But we are, like, ending our year three. So this is going to be the three-year anniversary of the game coming up on December 1st. Right. Which is in... 15 it's, days from it's as bad this as date. some early access games at this point right that are still in alpha right after years and years so this is just interesting that ranked still says beta next to it which honestly like okay yes there's problems with the ranked system right like we can lay those out all the time but it doesn't have to say beta next to it anymore like yeah i don't understand what that like, what does really that mean not. are you beta testing like are you are you taking feedback on it or like yeah what does beta even mean other than this is just a way for us to say or like a cop out right that, that it's not finished right because isn't like the whole point of a game being in beta is 
testing stuff. So like, yes. Why is ranked still in beta? And I feel like they can take it away and it, like they could have took it, taken it away with two factor authentication and people could have been like, okay, like that was, I don't know. They, they, they could have they taken could have it taken out at any time, at any, any point, and nobody would like. It, it got to a point where I didn't even notice it was there anymore until yeah. people started pointing it out, and then I was like, "Yeah, wait, it why?" It does still say that, yeah, because it doesn't have to say that. Like, yes, there's problems with it, and I think there's things that could be improved upon in large number. Yeah, but it doesn't need to say beta anymore. Yeah, um, we actually had a. Do we have a question? I think we had a question about. Uh, ranked and some of the problems in it so we can go through it a little bit more later but like um and he kind of goes through it in, in uh, some of these other topics but yeah it just like the the beta designation at this point it's like okay well give us some indication of what needs to be accomplished in order for it to come out of beta right and, and like if if it's beta what's the point yeah hey, yeah i don't yeah it, it's just confusing yeah <sighs> and you know, they, they could, there's some things that I think might come with this review on these patch notes that could change a lot of the things that are in this post could, and hopefully do. Um, and they very well might not, but I think a lot of the things that he's mentioning could be actually coming up pretty close in the future. And by the time people are listening to this podcast, we'll know whether or not that is accurate information. Yeah, we hope so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically his whole point. Like, why is it in beta if it's this is like the game is three years in why is it still in beta um he also brings up the lack of bans like banning operators on the other team to be played against and ranked yeah which they did mention was coming in the future a yeah, while ago that was like six months ago yeah that might be exaggerating a little bit but it, it was a long time ago they said pick right. and man was coming right so i could see that's one of the things that i could see coming up with this reveal coming on sunday um and actually, that, is, that would be a great time to remove that beta. I'm actually trying stamp. to remember whether they actually did say that or if we just sort of inferred that. Um, I don't know. It, it definitely came out before I came home because I remember coming home and it was supposed to be a thing. Well, pick and ban coming to custom games was what, okay. they, what they for sure announced and that exists. I'm just trying to remember if they actually announced it for ranked or if we have as a community sort of just like expected it was coming that would that one point the next step it would be a good thing to have especially and again this is where ranked comes into like in higher level games it needs to change a little bit especially with this pick and ban i don't think copper players need to do pick and ban just no. for the sake of i don't think they know the game well enough and but, i well, mean at the same then, time like, yeah how do you, you do want that? everybody to play the same game right you right. don't want people to like so you disregard what I just said. Yeah, I, I think, but it is I th- very important for the diamond and platinum players to be having this. If if anything, I think like to make Ubi's case a little bit, devil's advocate here, like they're probably a little bit nervous about introducing a system that lets players turn off operators that other players have purchased. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I just bought Lion and everybody right. agrees the Lion is broken, and I spent money on Lion. Now you're telling me because other people don't like the operator that I bought, I can't play the operator I bought. Right. And I see that being a problem, a real problem for them with their relationship with their customer. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, maybe the answer is to play casual, but at the same time, like that's, mm-hmm. that's, I hate that answer for anything else. Like, Oh, you don't like it? Go play casual or go play right. Casual sucks. 
Like either way, it's like, no, that shouldn't be the answer. Which I'm hoping is another thing that will hopefully have some sort of fix to it with this reveal is some change to casual to make it yeah. more in line with ranked. Um, so, so I guess that's, that's where I could understand Ubisoft being hesitant to bring that system to ranked. Right. But I mean, I think overall it makes for a better game and there's other games that do it, right? League of Legends does the same thing and you buy characters in League of Legends. Correct. So. I think it, what I was trying to say with like the now that I put my mind together with the copper players like not having that system, I think more what I'm trying to say is it's not as essential for copper players to have it. Like they right. don't miss it as much as diamond and platinum players. Right. It's essential to them to have that feature. Like higher ranks, like League of Legends. If I just okay, let me go Heroes of the Storm because I know that game better. Heroes of the Storm, if, which doesn't have Pikmin. <laughs> but like at a lower level of Heroes of the Storm, I wouldn't really like realize or care that we're banning certain people. Like I would just pick someone that everybody else is picking or whatever and be like, yeah, let's ban this guy. But at a higher level of the game, I'd be like, yes, this person needs to be banned with the meta that we're going to try to use in this game right now or the strategy we're going to work on. We need to make sure these operators aren't here. So like the higher level you go in a game, the more little details are going to matter. For sure. Although like I, I think you're right when you said that it should just be the same for everybody. And I think what right. it'll turn into is copper players will just ban different operators than uh, high level players will ban, right? Yeah. And they'll I be think banning Kavera and uh, Clash and, right. you know, different players, different operators. Yeah. And I think high level players are going to be um, doing a lot more like. I could see some operators being banned consistently, but I can also see them being like, we're doing this strategy. These are operators that are getting banned. And people on the other team are going to be like, oh, what the freak? They banned, like, I'm trying to, like, Zofia and someone else. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Which is going to be really interesting to see, like, how that plays out. And I, w- I would love to see, like, stats, too. <sighs> I love stats. But I'd love to see stats of operators that are banned the most and stuff like that, like, on a developer's oh, yeah. notes. That'd be really cool to like, see. Yeah, I mean, it, it just introduces a whole new level of complexity to the strategy of the game. Like, I just think it'd be really, really cool. So let's move on to his next point, um, throwers. So here what he's talking about basically is um, people who are like downing their entire team with Cav and just like griefing their team and costing their team the game for no apparent reason. I don't understand. Like I get how that'd be kind of funny to troll troll a team once in a while and do that. But like people who are just like consistently doing this every game, like I don't understand where you're getting any enjoyment out of that. Right. But I mean, this is, this is like getting into the mind of a troll is, is like a fruitless endeavor. I don't know why I even bring this up, but like I can, I can tell you the response that I received one day and I'll, we can link the Reddit post to this because this is just great. So I was playing a game. I was solo queuing and the discussion on our team started like we were talking about, we were playing pretty well together and we were like getting along pretty well. And they started talking about like throwing matches and how annoying it is to have like throwers in games or whatever. And some guy was like, I've had throwers. Oh, yeah, you brought like, this up before. Yeah, I have, but I'm going to bring it up again because we have more people listening. <laughs> um, this guy was like, I've had throwers in my games for the last few games. It's really annoying. This other kid's like, yeah, it is really annoying. Like, I hate it. And he's like, sometimes I throw. He's like, but let me explain why. And this guy's like, oh, like, okay. And the guy's like, I throw because what I like to do is I do this like challenge for my Twitch. So I throw to get myself down to copper and then work my way up. And I do it just to help the other players down here to work their way up. And this guy's like, okay. And he was like, does that make sense? He's like, that you understand? I was like, what? No, I don't get it at all. That's not helping anybody. Mean? That doesn't help. No, that screws over all the people that you trolled. Everyone involved. And lost. And boosting bad players to a higher rank where they're going to yeah. get smashed doesn't help anybody either. No, it was so stupid. I'm doing this challenge for my Twitch. Oh, you 
punk. Yeah. You're a little jerk. That I is hope, so annoying. I hope nobody's watching him on Twitch. I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, that is one reason why people throw. And yeah, it was, so, made no sense. So one gripe I do have with this Reddit post is that he points out a lot of problems without brainstorming any solutions. Um, and he, he does offer some solutions, but like in this case in particular, he's just whining about how there must be a fix for this. So what's the fix? What's the fix? How do we stop people who are griefing with Kavera or whatever else? Right. I think where his problem is, is he just says there's like no way this can be easily fixed. Like that's like, obviously it can be fixed, but our job obviously isn't like to fix the problems to kind of well, point them we're out. Not, like, we're not here to program the fix, but I think that it's irresponsible to just whine about issues without offering a solution. Don't you think? Right. Yeah. So like, w- what would you do? Is it just, a, is it a player reporting system? I mean, that'd be really useful to have that. Um, I mean, you can do that now. You can, if you, you can, report. if you catch, if you catch a clip, you can, oh, right. report you can it to Ubisoft, it to Ubisoft. and a hundred percent they'll get banned. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen it happen with multiple players that I've reported through that. The problem is that that system is, uh, it, kind of unknown. Not, not even that. It's just like prohibitively time consuming. Right. Record a clip, upload it, submit the link, fill out the. I whole. mean, is the system is the fix just that they need to implement uh, like a game recording system? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like you use... know, Rocket League, Call of Duty, Halo, these games all do this, where you can record the game afterward. If you could right. just, if you could just uh, like flag a moment in the game and send it to Ubisoft at, with like the recorded version of it, wouldn't that fix it? Pretty quick, if if they were getting like these verifiable reports, right. Yeah, I think that would be a good solution to the problem. Um, I just think like the problem is with us giving solutions. Like I have no idea how it works with their code at all. Like, well, I don't. I don't care about their code like at all. I like. I just like. How do we like? What would the fix be as far as? I have no idea. Like, is it an auto ban system? Is it a, a community reporting? Is it uh, some kind of community? like moderation i mean yeah moderation helps a lot having moderators um because i mean what's like you have all these people playing the game already why not use them to be moderators of the game yeah like what if they had a thing where they just like they selected some of their like best players i don't know how they figure that out but they look at some kind of stats or um or even just like follow some players you know like i'm sure that they could have a way that they could like I don't know, see what a player is doing. And then they just pick out like a few thousand good players and have them as like secret police. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think there's plenty of solutions out there. Um, yeah, I don't know what they are, but uh, uh, they, they, they can think something up, right? Like he talks about how there's, there were scripts in counter-strike that fixed the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they can figure something out. They have a whole developer team behind siege, obviously. They can figure something out, right? They can fix the problem. Yeah. Boosting. So he's basically talking about a high-ranked player uh, queuing in ranked with their low-ranked friends. Right. So the problem with this, again, is the whole casual thing not being like ranked. Because when... Okay. So there's two things. When you're a diamond player playing with copper players, first of all, you're going to wreck the other team. But on the other hand, if someone on the other team is like kind of good or you have a few guys on the other team that are kind of good, you're going to mm-hmm. get dragged down in rank. 
because your whole team sucks right compared to you right and also you're expecting your team to do stuff that they're not doing and you're getting killed because your team's not playing smart enough yep so it has those like two sides of it where it's like it's kind of fun because you can wreck other players but at the same time you could get pulled down in rank and i think most diamond players probably don't want to play with their copper friends in ranked with probably not the issue of getting pulled down in ranked so it's like if casual was more like a, a game type that was fun to play that you could play i think that problem would kind of go away in a way i, I think it still exists but i think it would go away but it really does suck to yeah. tell people they can't play with their friends yeah so like this is one thing that people like to complain about it but like i see it so rarely that i really yeah. don't think it's that big of a problem um and again you know that's that's anecdotal just as much as his thing is anecdotal the thing is he's giving a very extreme example here he's saying a diamond player with four copper players how often does that really happen like yeah. Um, and then he's saying that that will cause them to be cute against coppers or bronzes because it looks like it's doing an average MMR, which which might be true. Um, I don't know. I like. I think that you could easily put in like, yeah, okay, if you're diamond platinum, you can't be, uh, you can't be matchmaking with anybody below gold. Like if gold was like the, or you can't be queuing against someone. That's. I mean, maybe there's your solution. Maybe you can play with your friend who's copper but when you're queuing against another team the other team's not going to be where your friend is the other team's going to be circled around the guy that's highest in rank sure uh yeah i, I, mean, I mean that would really discourage you playing with a bunch of coppers because then you're not playing against people that are you're playing against, too. You're playing against people that are really good and you don't want to lose rank i i kind of feel like they should like gold should just be the the Line. tipping point where it's like okay gold players can sort of match make with anybody and yeah. then because that's like just barely above average and then it's like if but if you're platinum or diamond you can't queue with your silver and below players yeah i don't, I don't know but then, don't then know. the problem is what you're gonna end up with is people are, are going to have a second account and they're gonna smurf right. for that account and then when they get ranked too high they'll go and throw games so that they can play with their friends yeah so I think I think actually a good solution is circling it around more of the higher ranked player. Yeah, where you match against. Right. So if you're constantly playing with your friends and you're a higher rank, you'll go down to where your friends are because that's where you should be together when you're playing together. Yeah. And your friends would get theoretically your friends would get more experience if you're playing against you know, more uh, elo. If you're playing against a higher rank, mm -hmm. they'd go up faster because they're playing against people that are apparently according to the system four times better than they are right like honestly i would be okay with just not letting it happen i guess the more i think about it it's like okay let's just uh well i i would not be okay with saying you can't play with your friends that'd suck but it's casual yeah but casual sucks that's the whole thing I know. casual sucks i agree i don't I agree. like that at all i uh, yeah i i guess I, I just i don't really think it's that big of a problem to really need a solution yeah it doesn't happen often at all but then like you said you'll get that thing if you just don't let it happen you'll get that thing where people smurf and then yeah you have so, a really good copper player which just sucks i, I, I yeah I, I think this and all of these problems i think they're more complex problems than the community cares to admit mm -hmm. um and siege perhaps is choosing different solutions than other games have or it maybe even solutions that appear to not be solutions. Right. Um, whether that's right or wrong is up to everybody to, to judge. But I, I do think that 
we should cut Ubisoft a little bit of slack on some of these issues. On some of them, I agree, like, this is wrong. But, like, on this one in particular, I think we're taking the most extreme example and acting like that's the standard. And, like, for the yeah. most part, when I match against people, they're all pretty close to my rank. So. Same. That's what I've seen. Um, this next one is a good one. Chat bands. So this is a problem. And this is really <laughs> dumb. Yeah. So basically talking about how it automatically bans you for saying certain words, Nibba being one of them, um, Pocky, there's a bunch of random words you can say that will automatically ban you. Yeah. Even if you don't know or weren't purposefully trying to get banned. Mm-hmm. Um, now the real biggest problem with this is people can have their name, their Ubisoft name be a name that's bannable in game. Yep. So someone types the player's name and they're banned mm-hmm. and it just sucks. <laughs> like it's really just stupid. Um, solution to this just get rid of the freaking auto ban like it is annoying when people say words that are completely inappropriate or racist or whatever you want to call it um, and not okay at all but that's what reporting's for right Rocket League has a great reporting system where you report and it sends a chat log to the team the team can look at the chat log and ban them yep. Yep. so if you see people doing that you report it should freaking save the chat log send it to the team that reports and bans people and they'll ban them. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I think this again, it's a little bit overblown. Um, I agree. It's a problem, but just don't type offensive things in chat. And like, yeah, there are some keywords out there where it's like, how was I supposed to know? I couldn't type that. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's stupid or, or like the thing where like somebody has a name that's bannable and they ask people to type their name and <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one that was great that was great <laughs> like it's it's pretty Very well good played. it's pretty good but um yeah like I, I they just shouldn't have the system in there if it's no. not going to match the system for the names right it shouldn't be there like it should it should be manual reporting and they should respond to the manual reports you know it's funny too is there's also the other way around where certain names that you can't type in for your player name you can type in game for example my username i had to have ubisoft put it in themselves because it wouldn't let me do it because it has hell in it Mm h-e-l-l and just hello and so they wouldn't let me do it so i first had the name as h-e capital i capital i o-o-o yeah that was really annoying when people tried to add me as a friend so i just messaged them and they they were really nice and fixed it for me made my name what i wanted it that's cool but you can type that in game and it's totally fine yeah but you can't i don't know why that's a banned word for usernames honestly yeah it's like that's really ridiculous ridiculous. especially since it's part of common words such as hello (laughs) right or like michelle (laughs) or like (laughs) another one you know um helen keller you know well, that's not how you spell Helen Keller, but good try. One L. One L and Helen. Oh yeah. <laughs> um the one the one thing about this like oh, this gosh. chat band argument that people always bring up that I think is kind of silly is like this is an M rated game. Like it's a game for adults. The game's rating doesn't mean it can have offensive content. Like Right. They don't say, okay, this game's rated M, so we can put all this offensive stuff that we want to into it. Correct. And we can allow all this offensive stuff. Like, or it, it doesn't, it's not like a rule set, right? That like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, the game's rated M, so all this is allowed. Yeah. That's not what it is. The game is rated M by a third party based on what was in the game when it was created. And explicitly, that rating does not include online interactions. 
that's printed on every single game that comes out that the ESRB does not rate online interactions. It has nothing to do with the rating of the game or Mm. like whatever. And Ubisoft does have the prerogative to decide what is a bannable offense in their community. Right. 100%. This is their product. Whether Mm -hmm. or not you paid for it, this is their product and their community and their service. And they can choose who gets to use it and what gets to be said and done on it. Now that said, I think the way they're doing it is bad. Like, I agree, but like this M rated game argument is stupid and should stop. Yeah. And it's brought up a lot for the whole, um, censorship, censorship thing. thing too. Yeah. yeah. Like this is an M rated game. It's like, yeah. And it's M rated because you're shooting and killing people. Like yeah. that's why it's my, I don't really want to touch on that again, but the game still hasn't changed. I still get to play Siege. Moving on to hit register issues. Now I can explain why this is a good one and I can explain why this is really a problem in Siege. So Basically, a lot of the times you'll see this and you will experience it 90% of the time when you're playing Siege. You get something that should have been a headshot. It didn't count as a headshot. They turn around. Wait, wait, wait. 90% of the time? Like 90% of the time you're playing, you'll Mm -hmm. find this happen to you. So it happens on 90% of the cases? Or like, what do you mean when you say... Like 90% of the time when you're playing the game, like playing a match. You play one match and 90% of the time you'll see it happen once in a match? 90% of the time that you're playing the game... I'm just saying, like, when you're playing the game, you're going to see this happen. Okay. I'm just saying that statistic is bull. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just throwing out, like, a number. Okay, yeah. And I'm saying don't throw out statistics that are just out of your butt. <laughs> That's what I'm okay. saying. So, a lot of the time when you're playing the game... Okay. I'm going to say, 90% of the time when you're playing, you're going to... People do this all the time. People do this all the time. They always throw out, okay, like... Okay, well, you shouldn't. Especially when you're talking about, like, a specific issue, right? Oh, sure. So, statistics mean something. Well, I don't think anybody thought that I was a real statistic. Okay, well, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing out a number that's large a number that I'm saying like this is going to happen a okay, lot. Well, I'm debating the frequency with which you're saying it happens. I guess. Oh, okay. Well, I think this happens a lot. Where you play the game, you shoot someone that looks like should have been a headshot while you're playing the game, and it wasn't a headshot, or they shoot you that shouldn't have been a headshot, and it was a headshot. Mm-hmm. Um. That happens, and it does happen. It is a problem. Now, the reason this is a problem in Siege is because Siege has the one head sh- hit headshot mechanic where yep. you get hit in the head, you're dead automatically. Whereas, like, other games, you can have hit reg issues, and it's not as big of a deal because you'll get hit, and it's like, oh, wow, that was a big hit. But it's not really, like, as big of a deal because you don't die from it 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. There's might another 90%, but I think I just say that. Um a lot of the times like with siege just because that kills you it makes it much more big of a deal which makes it hard to do hit reg stuff because it really does have to be pretty exact yeah um yeah it's a problem i see it it happens uh we all see it it happens um i think there is a i think there's a discrepancy between how often like high high ranked players notice it compared to the rest of us. And so like, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the diamond and the pro players who are saying it's a problem because I know that when you are more experienced and when you are like more skilled at a game, you notice things like that more often than other people do. Right. Um, but that said, I also don't think it's as big of a problem as people make it out to be. And I think because people feel that it's a problem because that's sort of the general consensus they blame their death yes, a lot yes there there's a tendency to 
consistently blame the hit reg every time that you feel like you should have won a gunfight. We played with this guy the other day. Did we beat him? Didn't we? You're gonna have to give me more information. <laughs> so we played with this guy the other day. Where wait, every... wait, wait, wait. Yes, because we beat everyone every time. We played with this guy the other day where every single time he would die, he'd say OMG hit reg or something yes. about the hit reg yes. being wrong. Yes. Every single time he died. But yes. every time anybody else died, they didn't say a word about it. So it's like we could all be complaining that you're getting lucky kills because of the hit reg and we should have killed you. But we're not. But every single time you die, it's because of the hit reg. Oh, well, he was bad. But every time you get a kill, it's because you're good. Yeah. Not because the hit reg sucks and you actually just got lucky. But we beat him and it felt really good because he was being a douche. Yeah. And I think we just barely won, but he yeah. was carrying his team quite a bit, but we yeah. won and it felt good. But yeah, I'll, I'll agree. This is, this is an issue and it needs to be addressed in a better way. And they've done mm-hmm. like, they've come a long way on it. I feel like, cause like, I don't see it as much as I used to. Right. Yeah. I used to see, and it used to be like a big, big problem and posted all the time and they had operation health and some other things. And I feel like it is better than what it used to be. Right. And the other thing but. to consider too here is like, this guy who's played 1500 hours and all the people like him who have played 1500 plus hours, right? Like you're just, you're playing too much. And like, I'm not saying that in like, you should play less. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way at all. I'm just saying you're playing so much that you're going to notice these issues a lot more just based on like raw hours you've put into it. And they're going to bother you more. Right. Cause you're, you, you're just, that much more invested in the game, which is not a bad thing. Like, this is great that you love this game. And I love this game too, but like I've played it for since the beginning and I've got like 500 or 600 hours. Um, and I like, again, I'm, I'm not like judging or anything like that. I'm not saying like you should play less. I, like, I think that's awesome that you've played 1500 hours and I wish I had the right. time to put into it. I'm just saying like, just remember that you're just like the raw amount of time you've put into it is a lot more than most people. And so it's going to feel like a bigger issue to you than maybe it really actually statistically is. Right. Another thing is a lot of people will compare this game to Counter-Strike and be like, Counter-Strike has really good hit reg. I can't understand why we can't do it. Okay, well, CSGO has been out since 2012. CS Source has been out since 2004. And the original Counter-Strike released in 2000. So this game has 2000 been out. Or no. It was 1999. Half-Life was 1998. 1999 was like the first beta of it, and then 2000 was. Okay. Yeah, that's the, right. That's right. Um, yeah. So that game's been out for 18 years. It's basically the same thing, right? Yes. And also, it's a much, much simpler game. Mm-hmm. By it's, far. The maps in that game maps. are like megabytes to load. Yeah. There's, there's static maps. There's uh, nothing changes. Right. And it's it's just hit scan right (laughs) it's It's a very that is a very very simple game and so when they're doing stuff they don't have to worry about like oh this breach charge on this wall affects this in some weird way so now we have to fix that bug they don't have to worry about that at all so their only worry in that game is let's make hit rich better let's make hit rich better i i'm i'm not entirely sure about this but i'm pretty sure that counter-strike is a hit scan game which is a much uh what does that mean it's a it's a way of calculating hits um it, which basically means like you when you're pointed you click your button and it it draws a line straight through the whole map until it hits something and then that if it touches something then it hits right right like it, it's a it's a simple way of approaching the problem and siege like even if you leave out breeze charges and all that stuff like just bullets themselves have so much more 
to think about, right? Like, is this a soft wall that I hit? Is this a hard wall that I hit? Do I go through it or not? Is this this an unbreachable surface that I hit? Uh, Or is this the player that I hit? Is this a gadget that I hit? Like, there's, it's just, I mean, detecting hits and misses probably doesn't matter if it's a gadget or whatever, but there's so much more that it has to be calculated with the bullet that I just don't think that the algorithm is that simple as like mm-hmm. straight line. Did it hit a player? Yes or no. I think there's a okay, lot yeah. more going on with those bullets that probably makes it a more complex system. So I think makes sense. I, like all I'm saying is I don't think it's a fair comparison against counter, no, which is the same thing all. you're saying. And I'm saying like for an additional reason, right? Yeah. It's not at all. And for that reason, for just the fact counter strike has been out for forever. Like they've had 18 years to be working on Counter Strike and the Hit Reg, like right. that right. game's very polished. That's not an excuse. It's hit- not at all, and it does need to be fixed <laughs> and addressed for sure. And Hit Reg is a critical issue, right? Like that right. has to work, especially in a game that's one shot headshot mechanic where you die. Right. Like it sucks. So <laughs> it sucks to to bring it back to melee, like I like to. In Super Smash Bros. Melee, there is a thing called Phantom Hits. And it's like, nobody really knows why it happens, I don't think, but just like maybe one in a thousand hits will just phantom where like you, you hear the sound effect, you see the like, whatever, like the puff effect or something of when something gets hit, but nothing happens. There's no damage. There's no knockback. There's no nothing. And so like, you know, when you're a pro player playing melee and that happens, like you notice and like it throws everything off because you should have up smashed that person off the screen and suddenly they're like still there. They're, they're just standing there and they just forward smash you. And it's like, and that's they're dumb. also, they're also, I think they're also kind of confused because they saw it happen. They're like, well, wait, right. Like, like you, you can sort of see just like a brief pause of like what the heck just happened. But like, that's like one in a thousand, right? Or maybe even less. Mm-hmm. And like, just imagine if that happened three out of a hundred times, like then the game is suddenly not a competitive game and melee died in 2003. Yeah. Right. So like, it's a big deal. Like you have to register hits properly. So please do fix it. Although again, I, I think it's overblown how much of a problem it is or how widespread or common it is, but it is a problem. Agreed. Moving on to the next. This is the long Reddit post, like we said, but it's good. Um, yeah, seriously. Good. What was this guy's name? Good job, this guy. Um, uh, Dark Hell XRX. Dark Hell XRX. Like I said this before, um, off off podcast, but like, even if I had disagreed with every single point he had here, I still would think this is like one of the best posts on the sub in a long time, because it's just like it's actually talking about the game. Yeah, it's not a drawing. It's not like a stupid game clip, and it's not whining about something. He's like actually talking about real issues that the game has. Right, and like while he is complaining, he like has so much it's, time in yeah, the game. He's that's not like just, he's not just like whining about it, right? Like, he, right, like he has a reason, and he states why it should be this way. Why he gives examples? Or yeah, it's good. Let's go on. Bouncing, patching. So basically, it takes them too long to fix stuff. Right, whether it's a bug or whether it's um, something that's off balance, we typically have to wait until mid-season reinforcements, if that, to get a fix for it. Right, right, and that it's just too long. Like we need hot fixes. Why this is not a thing is crazy. Right. So, one of the things that he says that I like 
love. So he talks about to fix your game all the time. He says basically like screw the new operator, screw the new maps, screw the new mechanics, just fix what's in your game and not working correctly. Like, yeah, don't worry about these new operators and new maps. Stop putting like time and developing hours into these things that are new. Right. Fix the current stuff that's bugging all of us like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've been a proponent of stopping new content in Siege for a long time. Like, I would love for the game just to freeze for a little while and, like, one, have time to fix the bugs and stuff, but two, just, like, stop shifting everything right as we're learning how to play this game right. Like, like, I feel like we're finally, like, in the state of understanding maverick and clash like to a good extent and now we're about a to little bit, see new operators but like <laughs> i mean we've got stuff to talk about that later it's like see like it would actually be really good if they just like release two operators for a whole year like if they go six months and don't do any don't not don't do anything don't release anything new and just have patch notes that's just like fixing stuff yeah, operation people would be like oh this is so good oh this is so good every single patch and then they release new operators everybody's like oh this is so exciting new operators like finally it's been a long time yeah and it changes the meta again like finally a meta changes after six months of it already changing on its own yeah right and then you go another six months of fixing stuff and mm-hmm. then like i would love to see a year four map that is there's two new operators this year that's it two new operators one new map for the whole year we're yeah. gonna fix stuff the problem is that directly conflicts with their business interests. Oh yeah. Because every single time they release a new season, people come back to the game, new players come in. I uh, think also with patch notes, they get players returning to the game. Oh yeah. Like mid season reinforcements, people get hyped up for it again, come back. Like it's, uh, it's, it's like, it's again, that just that delicate balancing act of like, this is a, a product that has to make money. Correct. And this is like a form of entertainment that are supposed to make people happy. Right. But it's always going to be a product first. And like, we just have to accept that. And like, if you don't like the product then move on to something else. Yeah. The whole point the game was made was not just to, so that we could all just have fun. Like the whole point it was made was for the company to make money. Right. And of course, like I think that developers are passionate about their games and they want their games to be good and they want people to like them. Like I I think that's a real thing, Mm -hmm. but um, at the end of the day, somebody's signing their checks and that person gets to dictate, you know, what happens. <laughs> and that person wants there to be a profit. And ultimately, like, that's good for all of us. And like, that's good for the employees at Ubisoft because they have a job and they can pay their rent. That's good for us because we have a game. Like if there's no money, there's no game. Right. You know, and, and if, if it would have been like, okay, we're not going to do any new stuff. We're going to release this game. We're going to support it for one uh, year. And then yeah, we're going to support it for a year and maybe we'll have like a DLC pack or two and then we'll do a new game three years from now. Well, then we wouldn't be getting any patches at this point. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, it's a thing that makes me sad. It's hard. Um, I like this point that he brings up. So, and I, I haven't played um, Warframe. Warframe? Warframe? Warframe. Warframe. I haven't played that game, so I don't I don't know how it is, but apparently the developers in that game are super, super good at communicating what they're doing, at talking with the community regularly. And I feel like Ubisoft or the Rainbow Six Siege community developers are better than most games. Um, but I feel like there's obviously, there's always room for improvement, right? And there's some things that they're quiet on that I just, I want more information about Mm -hmm. um and it would be good to just see like 
more of them saying this is what's happening this is what we're doing this is what we're working on right now you're complaining about this we heard your complaint we're gonna tell you why i actually think that ubisoft has done an exceptionally good job at communicating with the community and managing the community there are certainly examples of developers that have done a better job um, you look at like the Factorio team, they do like a post every week about what they're working on and stuff. Uh, he, you know, he brought up Warframe, like you said, Overwatch is another good one. Um, I mean, there's, there's tons of teams out there, but like Ubisoft has done a much better job than some other teams that I can think of three, four, three with master chief collection. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Was that a crap storm? Oh, like it's so bad. It's just so sad. I mean, j- literally just saying the title of that game, like, gets my heart pumping and, like, I'm, like, it makes me angry. Like, <laughs> like it Man, makes, it makes me game... sad and angry at the same time. Like, it just makes me so frustrated. Like, just even saying the name. That game had so much hype to it. So many people it sold bought me it. Xbox One. And then it freaking first day, people couldn't play and, and were uh, pissed. And the first day, the 90th day, people couldn't oh, play. Oh, yeah, still, yeah. You know, like... Right. F that game and like maybe someday like <laughs> we can really get into it. And it's it's finally they did a huge revamp on it recently and I don't know what it's like now because I just don't follow it anymore. But it's I mean it's better. Is it? It's still not there. Um, It'll never get there. At this yeah, point, it's too I, late. I don't want to get into this right now, but <laughs> but like that's the point, so right? Is like there's that game and there's other games that are much much worse, and then there's other games where it's just like average right where they just maybe they communicate when there's a patch and that's about it i think ubisoft does actually a really good job of having community managers on the subreddit you know like saying stuff i think they could be better 100 mm-hmm. percent. but again then i come back to my point from last week or rather rogue nine's point of like they were transparent with the censorship thing and, and we, we freaking hung them off. out to dry we lynched them like yeah like you stop like you cannot on the one hand like completely eviscerate them for communic for for about a communication that they gave to us and then on the other hand say i need you to be more communicative and more transparent right like it, it's you cannot have that both ways i've like at my job i've been on the other side of that where like we were eviscerated for things because we were communicative and like that's the fastest way to get the management of the company just to not talk about it right um for those of you like me that did not know the word eviscerate or exactly what it meant before (laughs) ryan just said it it means to disembowel yes um or to deprive it's someone of its usage. essential content. You should log I, I think, like, I understand what it meant you when you said it. I've heard it before, reference. but I wasn't like, I'm not actually 100 percent sure what that word means. Did you Did you even catch that office reference I just made? No, I'm sorry. I was more talking about eviscerate. It's a It's a pretty common. So saying. all the evisceration needs to stop. Yeah, stop eviscerating. Um. Yeah, that's basically his Reddit post. That wraps it all up, I think, in a pretty good way. Wait, wait, wait. I want to bring up one more thing. Ryan wants to bring up one more thing. He mentioned half of the DLC operators being OP or Ooh. even game-breaking. No, good. I'm glad you mentioned this. I did want to talk about something with Some this. Some of these, I'm like, wait, what? Okay, Jackal, I have agreed for a long time that he's broken, but I did not know that other people considered that to be the f- case. Is that true? 
does do like high ranked players consider Jackal to be broken? I think I think they consider him to be a game breaking. Or like, or like OP. That's not how the game should work. But I don't think they consider him OP. I think there's two different things. I think game breaking is one thing and OP is another thing. Game breaking is like I think game breaking is a more extreme version of OP. Yeah, I think it's just like Dokabe's phone. Like it's just freaking annoying. And it's stupid. It's game breaking. Yeah, but OP like okay, I don't yeah, know. Okay, that's she's fair. OP. That's fair. Uh, Vigil. Yeah, I'm. Vigil number maybe. one is super boring to play, and number two, how maybe is his he guns? OP? Maybe his gun, his shotgun. That- I, he did have the shotgun that could shoot like across the map. It can shoot through plane and stuff. But like, I think that was a bug that was fixed pretty quickly. I don't uh, remember if the plane was intended or a bug, but they did change it. It, I think it was a bug. Um, one that I was interested about a lot. So he said he's placed fifteen hundred hours in diamond and whatever. He mentioned Blitz on this list. Uh, oh wait, wait, hold on. Not the DLC list, but there no. was another one. Um, he talked about the. The team Here we go, having of to play Lion, Dokabe, Blitz, Blackbeard, and an Entry Fragger. Yeah, so I was like, wait, Blitz? Like, I did not expect that to be in his people that are annoying. So I looked at, like, the that chart of the mm-hmm. Pro League or the Diamond and Platinum play, mm-hmm. and Blitz is not, like, picked very often at all, and his win rate is not good in those ranks. It's actually pretty low on I, both sides. Yeah, I think he's just annoying more than anything. Like, same right, as Lion, is. right? Like, is, is Lion even winning that much? Um, I had to pull it up again. I lost it. That's the, the, the point is like he's just annoying. Like it's not even that. Um. Also, please stop telling people that Maestro is OP. Well, let's keep that on the DL, my man. <laughs> Legion, Legion just got outed, but please let's keep Maestro on the DL. You're right. Um, Lion is not picked super often, but he's good on the winning. Not like crazy. He's like on the line for winning. Yeah, over a little over the line. But Blitz wow. is so we spent like 40 minutes on this single Reddit post. <laughs> well, it was good. But it was very good. Let's quickly bust out our listener questions here because we also have another probably hour ahead of this that we haven't recorded yet. Can I, can I mention one thing about the thing we don't want to talk about anymore? Yeah, I'm going to bring it up too, so you might as well. Okay, let's talk about it. So the censorship thing. First of all, I've come to the conclusion that none of us understand... None of us are lawyers, right? I don't think any of us understand well enough. Some the of us actual... might be. Oh yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs> I'm not, but some of us probably no. are. Yeah. People. Yes. Okay. Okay. But go ahead. Let Keep me going. restate. Some people might be lawyers, but I think a lot of the people that are talking about it don't actually understand all the censorship laws in China or how it works the video game or how it works with like streaming oh. the game or playing the game. I just don't think any of us really understand enough to be able to talk about it in a good way. And I think that's where the difference is. I think Ubisoft's legal team is behind this in a way where it's like oh, they're yeah. telling them what they can and can't do and they're just doing it. And I don't think they really, I think their developers might not understand completely why. They might be like, well, we can just do this. And the legal team's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Don't do that. Sure. I, I don't think that invalidates anybody's complaints. No, but I just don't think any of us really <laughs> understand enough to be talking about it. 100% we don't know the whole situation um, and none that, of us understands what it's what it takes to get a product like this into China. Right. Not to, I think we can talk about it, but I think to start arguing in depth, I don't think anybody understands enough. That, that's probably fair. Um, I, I just think we're having the wrong argument about it, to be honest, like in most cases. That as well. Also, disclaimer, I want to be clear. We're not okay with the communism in China and the censorship that happens in China. <laughs> we just don't think... <laughs> We just don't think it's as big of a deal as Siege as we're making it out to be. Yes. But we're not okay with communism. 
this is or silly censorship. This is an allusion to uh, an iTunes review we got that <laughs> so good called us Kami. What did it call us? Kami something. Uh, it's I don't know, but it was good. Censorship supporting commies or something like that. Uh, fantastic review. Great review. I appreciate it <laughs> very much. It made my night. Um, okay, let's get into some Twitter questions real quick. So, wait, Twitter, did you have anything to talk about with that? You said you were going to bring yes, it up. Yes, in this uh, in this Twitter question. So we are oh, at R six Unrenowned. If you want to tweet at us, um, we encourage you to join the Discord because it seems like just a better way, quicker way to to communicate these questions. But um, this is from at Justin Frazy on Twitter. He says, "I'm an artist in the game industry. My educated guess on why Ubisoft isn't making two builds for the maps." is the level of complexity in building and maintaining maps like the ones in Siege. They've already talked about even making small changes to a map takes a while because of things like lighting and sound propagation. If you had to do that, if you had to do that, then go in and make all the sensor changes on top of that. Well, it's a lot of extra work for people who could be better spending their time doing something else. This is in contrast to the relative ease of just hiding certain gear from a region. Even if they choose to modify those gear pieces for the Chinese market, it's a much simpler change for an art pipeline than making changes to a map. Hope this is helpful. So that is super helpful. I think that's a great explanation. And that's the second artist that has responded to kind of what we were bringing up about this saying like it's it's really not as simple as like it seems to be um, from your perspective. Uh, and it's, it's basically like doubling or more the work that they have to put into it. And so it, it's a waste of resources that we could otherwise put towards supporting the game and fixing the bugs. Right. Right. And, and like, and there is the argument out there that, well, if, if they're like making extra money in China, then why can't they put those resources toward, you know, the, the extra work to, to do the, the maps differently or whatever. But I would argue like, well, if they're making the extra money in China, I'd rather have them have those extra resources to put back into the core game. Like, I don't want them to spend the extra money they got from China on fixing stuff for China. Let them fix stuff for me, right? Like, let them fix the core game for us. Right. Um, dang, I had a point, and the train just totally switched tracks on me. I think it exploded. That's okay. Oh, no, it came back. Train Here came back. The Train's next on the station. Choo-choo. Funny, actually. There's this post on the sub that actually was, in a way, slightly not pro-censorship, but slightly like less attacking it and more just like, actually, this kind of is okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just slight enough that it kind of picked up a little bit of traction. <laughs> so the post is the, the it's just thoughts. That's the title of the post. It's thoughts, question mark. Um, and if I could pull up the freaking thing. There so it's two people talking on twitter and someone says wait 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 we had to pay now to have her wearing face paint talking about cabrera someone replies she always has face paint the person replies again what about the school issue with chinese censorship this guy replies nothing the changes to cab for the censorship will happen on the china build of the game the only changes globally are on the maps so they don't have to fix bugs on the map twice i think that's another good point is when you have a bug on a map. Now you have to fix it twice because there's yeah. two different maps. Yeah. Instead of just once. I'm yeah. I'm not sure who this person is or why they're saying it's only uh, he's, on the he's maps. He's a YouTuber. Oh, he is. What's what's his name again? The core, the core Ross. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he does know exactly what's going on. Um, but that actually is a really good point. Like the only changes that are global are on the maps. Right. And a lot of so people now have been we're really complaining that. about 
just the fact that there's art details on maps changing. Yeah, and then that was was the way I always understood it, and I don't understand why people are freaking out about that. Like, right. Get over it. I mean, um, there are the icons changing, but then... So here's the other part where someone came in and defended and got it up votes. Is someone said, can someone tell me why they're changing the kill feed for both builds then and not just one? I get the map changes, but not the kill feed. And then someone replies to that, says, pretty sure it's because they want to show Pro League in China. It explains why some changes are only for them and the others are global. Yep. And there we go. Like, yes, very good comment. Very well thought out. And people are understanding. I think people are starting to understand a little more now what it actually was mm-hmm. and what it wasn't intended to be. Yeah. And yeah, now that the rage has died down, that there seems to be a lot more nuanced discussion about it on, on the sub. So that's good. But I mean, between this Justin Frazee guy, the other artists that uh, that sort of brought this up, and then you know Ubisoft's team, it, you know, by the mouth of three witnesses, we have it now that like it's just not that easy, and it makes more sense technically to do right. it this way. And so, like, I'm inclined to believe that, and just like be okay with it because I'm not the expert, and also it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't freaking matter. That's the yeah. biggest thing. And that that's not saying that communism is okay or that we're pro-censorship commies no but <laughs> again, just that it's not a big deal but again if you're if you're that much against supporting anything from communist regimes throw out your iphone yeah seriously don't support anything from china you have so much stuff in your house or wherever you're living or what you're holding in your hand that is made in china yeah half the stuff in the united states is made in china or in any country probably is made in china because yeah. they have i mean it's kind of great they got it's not great but they have communism where work is cheap and we get a bunch of stuff for cheap because mm-hmm. it's cheap for them to mm-hmm. make it mm-hmm. so okay let's get into our discord questions uh again if you want to join our discord you can do so through the show notes or our on our twitter page we have it listed there um it's a great community now uh what like 39 40 some people strong um Awesome. So, Will She Kebab, thank you for all your questions, my man. He says, what do you guys think of a Tachanka rework where his gadget is completely changed and instead he can put down a helmet pack similar to Rook's? The helmets you'd pick up would probably be overpowered as they stop the one-shot headshot kill, but instead put you immediately into DBNO. He would be the same other than his gadget. So, I think this is definitely interesting. Um, and someone else comes in and talks about a big part of Siege of the Headshots, which is completely true. You yeah. take out that mechanic yeah. that is changing siege completely and he would be the defender picked all the time Chanka would have a 100 percent pick rate correct and doc would be alongside with him with yep. another 100 yeah. percent pick rate. and then yeah he says imagine the tachanka rook and doc combo <laughs> like, <laughs> they would all be picked all the time i would love it i would love it would it. be we cool would if never like glass like it wouldn't our matter team, with glass glass would kill him our team on defense would be rook me tachanka one of the other guys doc you lesion taylor <laughs> and some other trapper or something silly or maybe i'd be maestro and ag would be rook and that would just be go. that would be the most toxic defense team ever it would suck oh it'd um, be so bad okay i think it's interesting definitely an interesting thought and i think tachanka needs to be reworked obviously but I think that that's just yeah, it, it would never happen completely. Yeah, it's too OP. People already complain about Blackbeard. That's one person that can block headshots for like three or four bullets, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, this that, this maybe. the whole team being unkillable by headshot would people would lose their crap. Yeah, this this will not happen. Uh, I I think good thinking though. Another 
um, kind of comment is from Steel Switch. says, Vigil should be an attacker. He is crappy on defense. Now, that would change completely Vigil. And yeah, actually I think would make he would him be a good attacker. I, no, I agree. I think he would be a good attacker. Uh, cameras mm. seem to be more... I mean, drones Drones are a big deal. Um, but it's just not... I don't feel like it's often where his gadget's like actually like, oh, this is useful. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just that we're just not at the right level. Also possible. But, eh. <laughs> I mean, even in the... I think Vigil's just lame. Even in the high levels <clears throat> of the game, he's... I mean, still, he has higher pick rate, but his win rate's not awesome. His yeah, pick rate's I just, barely I just think above the line. So many better operators, and he's not that fun to play. But I feel like on attacking, he would be a lot more fun to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So that'd be interesting. So there you go. You freaking take Vigil, who's in. Oh no, never mind. No, because Castle has yep. to be an attacker. Good job. Uh, <laughs> They're both going to attacking. Yes. Ah, man, I want that so badly That'd be so now. good. That'd so be so badly. interesting. Okay, TL Bear it. says, what do you guys think about client-side issues in the game, like dead bodies that are on a hatch and therefore can't be breached, wooden parts of windows on maps like Cafe where you can hardly see through, and the worst offender, in my opinion, barricades which break. Yeah, this is a problem. This, I actually think, is more of a problem than stuff like the hit reg issues and stuff because mm-hmm. this is every single time right. that... Uh, you know, I mean, the hatch on the bodies not every time, but like um, bodies being in certain places on some people's screens, like body blocking hatch, your view, but not blocking someone else's view. Yeah, um, yeah. Barricades uh, is a barricades huge, is huge one. I, the other day, I got killed because a barricade for me was up on my screen, and I was like around a corner, and Ella just vaulted over it and didn't make a noise because on her screen it was down mm-hmm. and she killed me and then she just vaulted right through the barricade so i watched a kill cam and on my kill cam it shows her go through the barricade and kill me and then go back through it yep but on her yep. screen the barricade was gone yeah so it was like that really sucks and the barricade all the time the pieces like be in the way on your screen but not on someone else's screen so you think you're hiding but you're not hiding and it sucks yeah um yeah the other thing is like the the window debris like the little white wood pieces that fall to the bottom of the window yes like those need to go they're just annoying oh it's so bad it's so bad yeah like it just needs to fall through the map and this is what tl bear says it should fall through the map and then i think i think the barricade stuff too like the barricades shouldn't get stuck in you know when you pop it and it gets just gets stuck in there it should just every single time it should fall out and particles should just fall through the map just go away like even if it just like did the little thing where it sort of just like shrinks to nothing yeah like i'd be like fine it, with that obviously like, it doesn't look amazing care. but uh, yeah i don't, it's, I don't a care. it's like we've been playing this game the forest recently and there's just some things in the game that it does that it's just like player comfort and just nice like obviously it's not realistic so for example every time you light a fire you just take your handheld like cigarette lighter and put it over the fire and it lights it like perfect nice fire for you yeah and it's great it's not like you have to get wood every single time you have to like sit there and like try to fiddle with it to get it to light it's just that simple little thing yep and like it doesn't make sense but it's nice because it's a video game i'm just trying to have fun yes so it'd be nice if in, in this relates in some way i guess i like fun. if in siege if it were to just stuff would just work for you and just kind of go away and not have to be super realistic yeah i'm not sure how much of this they can really push onto the server uh rather than the client because the whole point of putting on the client is to reduce the load on the server and that's kind of a big deal right which which fixes the problem i think so i think okay if it's on the client side just having it where it just completely disappears it's yep. totally fine let's just do that yep 
but then you have some things like the barricade being open or closed that needs to be server side like that needs to be or just needs the bug needs to be fixed yeah on both sides that needs to be 100 percent of the time fixed where both players can see it's either off or on yeah there there's nothing worse than somebody who can see through a closed barricade right um critch asks what sort of breach counters would you like to see in the future uh, hard breach he's talking about I, yeah, I have zero ideas so i can't really say much but i'm surprised they went with the whole electricity thing again um yeah i i mean i guess i'm not that surprised about the electricity i think it's i think it's a good mechanic to uh allow to hit the trap doors and stuff and we're we're still while we're talking about this we don't really know exactly how that's going to work yet we're assuming right. it's going to work like bandit right which i think is a good assumption but we still don't really know if that's exactly what it's doing um, I think it is, but yeah, I'm actually, that's, a, I think this is a really good question is what else, what other counters are there to hard breachers? Uh, I mean, it's basically mute bandit and now Cade, right? Like mm-hmm. that's going to be it. Um, what other sorts would I like to see? Like, I don't know. I'd like, I just don't think that piece of the game is as interesting to me so i just don't really think about that kind of stuff as much did we have any operator ideas that were like that when we did our i mean we had the guy the shrapnel guy that shot the thing through the wall yeah but that was that was offense but that was like to breach right yeah. um i mean you could have something similar where someone puts something on a wall like a hard wall and it shoots stuff through it or i mean you can have the thing that uh bishop was it where he put like this flashing thing on the wall yeah. And it flashed the people. Yeah. I mean, you do something like that. I guess it'd be kind of cool if you could sort of booby trap reinforcements. I was just thinking that, like, while yeah, they're putting like if, something up. If somebody could put some, I don't know, like, like little homing missiles or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you could have someone with some, like, maybe if you could have, like, sort of a decoy reinforcement where you put it on and then, like, when they come up to breach it, you could, like, blow it out or something. And just like blow up the person coming to breach it. Yeah. Or have a have yeah, that could be a defender's gadget is like an explosive that goes on the reinforced wall. Yeah. Where like when thermite comes up, you just blow it and yes, it still opens the wall, but it kills the person trying to put something on it. Yeah. I mean it wouldn't stop Habana, but I mean that, good, yeah, that good means question. Like that I'm cool. not sure. I don't have a bunch of fancies right yeah, now. What I do you think guys think? It. Anybody have ideas for uh hard breach counters? Um Tiffanaser. Is that how I say that? Tifanaser, maybe? Tifanaser? I don't know. He would like to see an arcade playlist like the one in Overwatch introduced into Siege so we can have more challenges, more ways to earn renown, and because I have an idea for a game mode that I want to play in Siege. The mode is like hostage, but the following changes. The defenders are trying to protect the hostage, but the attackers are trying to kill the hostage. VIP. This is VIP. The defenders have double secondary gadgets, four barbs instead of two, two shields instead of one, etc. The defenders can move the hostage anywhere they want in the map. That would be cool. If the attackers spot the hostage with drones, they don't get a marker of the exact location of the hostage. If the hostage is moved, instead they get a marker of the room the hostage is in at all times. The round timer is two and a half minutes. Um, so I think, I mean, VIP is basically what this is, right? Just, and I think that Wait, is hang cool. hang on. Didn't they promise us a new game mode? Like, Oh, forever ago. Yes. In this year. Was it this year that it was supposed to come out? I think it keep talking. I'm going to look this up. I'm pretty sure this year we might be getting a game mode announcement on Sunday. That would be freaking nuts. Um, so VIP is a game type. I can't really think of what game it's in. Is that in 007? 
uh, anyway, VIP. it's in a lot of games. Um, Basically, the enemy team tries to kill like the Nightfire. VIP, and everybody else tries to protect him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's in Nightfire. Now, the cool thing about it is you can pick up the guy and move him. So if you're like 1v4 and there's a hash, it, and you're not in a good spot, you can take the guy with you and go somewhere else. Like, this isn't safe. Let's get the freak out of here. You, or you can hide with him. Like, it actually is pretty fun because you can kind of choose where you want to defend. You can choose where you want to be, and it is fun. I think I don't... I think this game was interesting, but I don't think you need like the defenders having the extra gadgets or anything. I think just that change of being able to move the guy around and the change of like we're defending him, they're trying to kill him. Yeah, I like. I mean, I think like just trying to kill an NPC seems like a pretty easy task, right? So I think you need something to change. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe the meta would just develop around it in a way that that you know. I don't know. Figure it out. It would make Fuse really powerful. But again, if you could move him, like they could find you and then you could hide somewhere else. I mean, you can move around. Like it would change Siege. You can move around the map. Like your defense is moving. You can have this whole strategy of like, hey, these frost traps are here. These Ellas are here. When they come in this room, you move this way up these stairs and it's going to lay them into all these traps where we start killing them. Like you, it would change completely. Yeah, yeah it would. It like, would be really actually kind of fun to play. We we've had the VIP idea before, like a long time ago, um, and I think it'd be a cool thing. I just I don't think it would ever be as competitive as some of the other ones, just because it's. It I think it's a little bit too random, and there would be like weird stuff of like putting the guy in a weird corner where you couldn't really get to him, and like, you know, glitching him into things and stuff like that. So. But, like, I think it's a cool idea. Um, I can't find anything about a new game mode. But I, I remember... At one point, they said there was a new game mode coming. I feel like it was, like, at the beginning of Siege, when they announced Siege, there was going to be a new game mode along with, like, the maps and stuff that they were releasing. Yeah, we're probably moving away from that now, like, especially with, like, the Pro League being all bomb. Um, I... I don't think that that's really something that's on their radar. It seems like they've more tried to consolidate to one game mode just because it's easier to develop that way. But no, I like your idea, uh, Tifa Nazer. I think that's that'd be cool. TL Bear, what's your guys' opinion on the metal bars on stairs and the way you cannot shoot through them? I think this sh- they should not be blocking the bullets. That one's kind of a tough one. I'm trying to think of what he's talking about. Just like like metal hand railings that block bullets, mm. should they block or not? Yeah. So I think if it's metal, it should. Yeah, because I it think would be so very too. like hard to know. Like, oh, this piece of metal doesn't. This piece of metal does. But should it exist on the stairs? Is the question. Should that <laughs> metal even be on the stairs? Yeah, and I think that I think it's hard. Like, if stuff is see through, it is really annoying when it's see through and you can't like shoot through it. Or like you're like you can shoot through part of it, but like you hit the stupid spot that you can't shoot through, and it's just really annoying. Right. That is really annoying, especially in a game. Um, just making it where it's completely not like you can't shoot through it at all, like a metal grate or something, would be fine. But yeah, it is annoying I think when you have like oh, I'm trying I to remember. Spot. I'm trying to remember how, like, sometimes in games where that gets frustrating is because like, you, like you feel like you were not shooting it and then you hit it. You know, like your right. gun is lined up above it or below it, and you shoot and like you hit the thing and. And it blocks your shot, and it shouldn't be like Ring of Elysium. We experienced that oh, quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think Siege was that bad, but Siege might 
have the same issue and some things and and in that case it's like i'd rather just have it be just being to shoot, shoot through it. it yeah but yeah I, I don't think it's a huge factor either way yeah um i think it would be nice if just stairs just didn't have it was either like you couldn't you could definitely not shoot through or you definitely could it was one of the two where they yeah. didn't make it where it was like oh you can kind of shoot this but you kind of can't because that's just frustrating in general um oh boy Last question Ukiora. from, hang on, hang on. You told me how to pronounce oh. this. Ukiora. I did, I did it. Yeah, Ukiora. I think it's some Japanese anime thing or something. Cool. Going off of Sledge, who's an op that really doesn't have any high-tech gadgets, would an op that dropped a small bag of extended clips for everyone's guns be too overpowered? So extended mags. Basically, Rook drops extended mags. Right, and everybody picks them up. I kind of think that would be cool. I'm, I don't know that anybody would complain about that. No, I don't think it'd be complained about. I don't know if it would be like amazing. Like, I think it might be a little bit underpowered. Yeah. Like, I just don't know if it would really be like enough to have an operator that just drops like more. I mean, that's a big deal, right? To have extended magazines. Yeah. That, I mean, that, maybe, like, yeah. On some, sometimes that can make the difference, right? right like, it, it really definitely can. When you're playing Ella and you got the 40 bullets instead of the 30 that everybody else mm-hmm. has, like that can make a difference. Yeah. Um, no, that really can. Um, I think it'd I, be cool. I think he might need like a little bit, like some kind of passive ability or something just to give him a little bit more or just make him a three speed. And there you go. I do love the like topic of this gadget. Isn't like a high tech gadget. It's just like a uh-huh. tool. Yeah. I love that with sledge. It's just a tool or buck. He just has yeah. this tool. Like who else has those? I mean, frost has a pretty basic mechanical thing, right? Just um, more like mechanical gadgets would be cool. Yeah. Instead of like all this electric, like, like high tech flying around. Yeah. This stuff that's kind of weird. Um, I like that idea. Of, like more a bicycle. stuff. Or like or a skateboard. skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Rollerblades. <laughs> you could like do kick flips in the air. Imagine be, like, rollerblading the new... around like Villa. <laughs> going down the stairs <laughs> that would be what, very stupid a helmet? oh absolutely you can't roll a bear without a helmet oh well, hold on of course if the game's going to be in China he needs to wear a helmet mm. uh. if you like the podcast you can follow us on YouTube and Twitch I'm VG Fiasco Chris is the just hello with three O's or on ju- YouTube? no just, just hello. hello with three yeah, O's I did used to be I did I ever tell you why I did that Yes. So on YouTube, I had my name okay, used to be. We don't be, need to go. Yeah, we do. no, my name. Okay, on YouTube, my name used to be the Just Hello, but one of my friends took the name Just Hello as like a joke, and so I had to change the name to the Just Hello oh. on YouTube. But now I finally changed it. Like, he changes username, so now my username on YouTube is Just Hello. <sighs> Play that at quarter speed, and you'll understand what he said. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time. Okay, let's go play forest. <laughs>